Testing, testing. It's still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Hello, all of my neurodivergent friends. Did you miss me? Because I certainly missed you, each and every one of you. If you're listening to this podcast, then I assume that you really enjoy podcast and therefore you know that hosts often take times between seasons. They may take a month or two off around the holidays, things like that. It just so happened that my time off was September and October. It was a needed amount of time, but if you follow the Neurodivergent Nurse on Instagram, then you know the present was still hopping over there daily. If you don't follow the Neurodivergent Nurse on Instagram, I definitely would if I were you. I'm a little biased, but you get some ADHD content, some education every single day over there. And it's a pretty wonderful community too. There's some cool episodes that are coming out that I had the pleasure of interviewing for. One is a fashion guru that I connected with on Instagram, love his account, which he gave phenomenal tips on how to deal with fashion, with the ADHD brain, and to make it easy. I also interviewed Sarah, the host of Rapid Response RN Podcast. That was pretty fun. I can't wait for you to hear it. But today, this kind of intro back to the Neurodivergent Nurse Podcast is just going to be me and you. Things over here in my world are Kind of the same, I guess. October 8th, had a great gala, accepted my award for North Carolina Great 100 Nurses. That was pretty fun. If you are a Patreon or a subscriber on Instagram, the paid subscribers, then you got to see a little bit more pictures and behind the scenes of all of that. If not, I'm pretty sure I may have posted one reel on Instagram that had some videos and pictures from that night but it was very short in comparison. Otherwise, I've been spending a lot of time traveling from North Carolina back to South Carolina, been using up a little bit of my FMLA to be here with my mom. Also, that is why I don't sound like the pure quality that I typically do on the podcast episodes, because although I am not at home, in my podcast studio and that I'm here with my family in South Carolina. I just couldn't wait to talk to you again. So here we are. Please forgive the quality, but I just missed you. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that I always thought was just me and didn't realize that there was any connection to ADHD. And the more and more that I began talking to other people that are part of the neurodivergent community, I found that this is a common thread for so many of us. I always felt like I was an old soul growing up, but now I am 38 years old. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here creeping close to 40 and I still feel like I'm in my mid to late 20s. And in a lot of ways, not only do I feel young, but I feel behind when it comes to life in comparison to other people. When I was doing my prerequisites for nursing school years ago, but I think maybe around age 24, 25, I was married at this time. I had two wonderful and beautiful step kids. I was living a very adult and grown life, being a parent, being a wife, having all of the things that grown adult people do. I took this class, Human Growth and Development, where I learned about Jean Piaget, and I also learned about Eric Erickson. And as I was studying about Eric Erickson, he would go through with stages of lives. Like the very first one is trust versus mistrust. And if you have trust as a baby, as a newborn versus having mistrust, it would go through to talk about what type of individual you would be in these traits because you had one or the other. Well, I remember reading through this and I had to write a paper about myself and I thought I didn't go through these stages at the ages that normal quote unquote people did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that was fascinating to me at that time. And I couldn't figure out why I felt so regressed and so stunted in life. Realistically, everyone can feel behind in life. But people with ADHD seem to experience this feeling more frequently. Some things do actually take longer when you have ADHD. For example, if you are at college, you may take fewer classes per semester, which means graduating one or two years later than non-ADHD students. Or you could be like many of us, and you have no idea at the age of 17, 18, what you want to do for the rest of your life. Go to college if you do, can't figure out what you want to do. So then you take a break and then end up going back to college. That's only one way in which our ADHD brains causes us to kind of hit the pause button and to do things later. Now, certain skills don't come automatically to people with ADHD, and it takes time to learn the ADHD-friendly how-tos. Learning one skill might cause you to press pause in another seemingly unrelated area of your life. For example, if your home is super cluttered, you might decide to stop dating until 
you've mastered housekeeping skills. If you want to feel proud to invite someone over to your place and not just mortified, you may hone in and develop those skills before you actually get out there and start becoming close to someone that you want to take back home. Now, some skills can help a lot of areas in your life, yet take time to learn and master, like communication skills. They help you perform well in job interviews, on dates, and they improve the quality of relationships with your friends and family. Having ADHD means it's very hard to stay motivated and perform well in a job that doesn't work with your strengths and keeps your interest. It can take time and a bit of job hopping until you find a career that is a good fit for you. This can be really frustrating when friends are getting promoted and you're still in a starting position. Now, let's also be realistic. While some things do take you longer, remember, that's only half the picture. There are some things that you can do so much faster than other people. Like, think of unique, creative, and inventive ideas. You can problem solve like no one's business. You can see how things could operate more effectively. You can see improvements that other people may never even think of. I always love bragging and pointing about my ingenuity. I'm not the only one. Those of us with ADHD, we are wonderful when it comes to creating things. We can also perform certain tasks in record-breaking time. These might be linked to your skill set, like computer programming, or it could be something completely random. Realistically, it is so easy for us to ruminate on feeling like we're so behind in life compared to the other people that we love and that we care about and, and the people that we look up to. But feeling bad is a way of thinking. It is a thought pattern. This is not based on actual reality and facts. It's really just based on the way you think about the facts. It's kind of like glasses half full or half empty type of thing. If this way of thinking is left unchecked, you will continue to feel behind no matter what your age is, no matter what your accomplishments are. Whenever you get weighed down in those negative thoughts, you really need to balance them out with a realistic and more accurate view of you and your life. Now, I know that this is so much easier said than done. And you may be thinking, how do I even do that, Jamie? You're telling me to do these things so that I don't feel as bad, but what can I do about it? All right. I'm going to give you a little exercise to help retrain your thinking. Every time you feel behind in life, I want you to think of three of your accomplishments, whether they are big or they're small. When you do this, you're replacing a negative thought with three positive ones. Now, be careful not to talk away your successes. We love to do that to ourselves because of our imposter syndrome. I have a degree. Yeah, but I handed in all my assignments late. Okay, nope, just state the factual accomplishments, okay? I also want you to define what success means to you. How will you know when you aren't behind? That you're in just the right place. When you're very clear on what your version of success is, not your neighbors or your best friends, just yours. What does that look like? 
Some people don't like the word success because it creates a mental picture in their head of someone who stands for everything they dislike. If you're having a reaction to the word success as I'm telling it to you, that's a sign that this exercise is actually really important. When we aren't clear on our version of success, we end up measuring our life against someone else's definition of it, which is why we feel behind. It could be that the reason that you don't have certain things is because they're just not important to you, which means that you're not behind at all. You're just living in alignment with your own values. Success for you might include some of the stereotypical things that are viewed as successful, like owning a house, getting a degree, finding a loving partner to share your life with. It might be having the freedom to travel, getting a dog, wearing put-together outfits, having a certain position at work, having your own business. It might be saving money every month, having a retirement plan. I don't know. You know what? Or it could be none of them. But see, the reality is you get to decide that. I know this exercise sounds great, but don't make it really big. You can do it on your Starbucks napkins or you can think about it as you're walking to appointments. Once your vision of success is clear, I want you to write it down and I want you to keep it safe. When you have your definition of success, it is liberating and also a practical framework to help you work towards the things that you would like to have in your life and that you don't have yet. Now, in this effort to hit success milestones, it can be really tempting to push hard just to cross things off your success list. I've been there. So I need you to be careful. Don't force these things because some goals have a natural pace that cannot be hurried. The whole reason why I became a nurse is because I wanted to be a certified registered nurse anesthetist. I had all of this planned out that whenever I graduated, how much time I needed to work in the ICU to go back to get my bachelor's degree, to go into the CRNA program, and I was going to be a CRNA by 2013 or be in the program by 2013. It's 2022 right now, and I am still a registered nurse, not with my CRNA. I do have a bachelor's, however, and honestly, I only have a bachelor's because I was kind of forced in the job field now and also because I don't want to be a CRNA. I want to be a physician. I'm 38 years old, and I haven't applied to medical school yet. Is that behind? Yeah, maybe for that 20-year-old whose dad is a doctor and they knew that's what they wanted to be. Is it for me? I don't think so. I've really enjoyed my life to this point and has had a very natural pace for me to be able to learn and to accomplish the things that I want to and then to be able to take the steps safely and in a great way of enjoying life along the way that is right for me. But if we force the things and the goals that don't have a natural pace, like for people who think, I'm 40 years old, I should be married by now. This might fast track a relationship based on a fear that they're behind rather that they're compatible with someone that they're dating. So because they need to reach that goal, they could absolutely ignore red flags 
and their own feelings. They might get married. So technically they aren't behind anymore, but they are faced with a whole new set of problems that come with a very unhappy relationship. So let's talk about these actions. One, define what success is for you. Two, every time you feel behind, think of three of your accomplishments. Three, if you feel envious of others, use that as a signpost that they have something that you would like to have in your life. Four, what takes you less time? And what does that tell you about what you're good at and what you really enjoy? So I'm curious, have you felt behind? And I want you to tell me what has helped you to feel like you were in exactly the right place right now. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episodes, script of the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guests, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well and i hope you have a wonderful week and i can't wait to talk to you again